WPTF Radio, AM 680 and FM 98.5. This is Tom Kearney, the Tom Kearney Show for the uh, last time on WPTF, at least least under the the current program, and uh, uh, who knows uh, what what may happen. But in any event, this is is the the night of Tom Kearney's retirement. And so what we're going to do on tonight's show is a kind of nostalgia show like we did last night and reminisce about some of the shows that we've had on over the last 32 years. I've been at WPTF a, a short, just a little short of 40 years, but I've been doing this show since December 26, 1988. And uh, through a, a set of circumstances that included uh, my breaking my leg and making it more difficult for me to get around, uh, uh, and uh, other circumstances, uh, we're we're going to retire the program as of tonight. I hope you will hear my voice again at some time on WPTF, and there's nothing nothing at all wrong with that. Uh, but what we're going to do tonight is talk about some of our valued guests, maybe even a few valued callers, and reminisce about that. We may take a few phone calls uh, uh, at some point, but we're not going to take them in, in the early part of the program because I have a certain number of of people that I need to thank, and we, we thanked uh, a number of people last night, starting with Dr. Mike Walden, who was probably the guest who had appeared the most on our program. I think he probably had been on about 420 times since 1988. Uh, so that's what we're going to be doing tonight, and this will be uh, the, the retirement of the program here on WPTF. Uh, first of all, I have a a little bit of bibliography before I forget it, and that is some recommendations for you. Uh, back on November 5th, 1990, uh, yours truly, uh, we've had the show for about a year and a half or something like that then, and Dr. Robert Robin Dorf, Robert Dorf, who was a political scientist stationed at that time at NC State. Since then, he's been at the Army War College and a dean at Kennesaw State University in Georgia, and now he is the provost of Plymouth State University up in the state of New Hampshire. But you can tell he's an outstanding person and an outstanding political scientist. But we did a program which was picked up by C-SPAN and carried all over the country. They tend to go to locales where elections uh, that are significant are being held. And the significant election that year was between uh, Senator Jesse Helms and uh, uh former mayor of Charlotte, Harvey Gantt. And uh, we uh, spent three hours talking about that, and I am told we had four or five million listeners and so on. Well, it is on C-SPAN. All you have to do is put in Tom Kearney. Now, I will tell you, there's another Tom Kearney who's a newspaper editor in in New Hampshire, so you have to make sure you don't get the guy with the beard, as John Sauter said last night. But uh, if you would like to watch that show, it's kind of fun to watch it because we're all 30 years younger and... uh, Chris Thompson, who does weather now, I think occasionally on Spectrum Weather, uh, he was the weatherman at uh, Channel 28 then, and he was WPTF's weatherman, and he, he did the weather for Election Day, which was to be the next day. And it's kind of fun to watch it. I don't don't mean to be bragging on it or anything. But uh, in the November issue, uh, 2013 issue of uh, Our State magazine, uh, there's an article about 
three or four old long-running radio programs in North Carolina. You know, most people know what Our State magazine is, and it's kind of the voice of, of North Carolina. And uh, uh, I'm trying to get my, my horses straight here. Uh, uh, but in any event, there's an article in it uh, about four, I think four old-time radio programs, programs that had been on a number of years, and we had been on about 23 years or something at that time, 25 years. Uh, and uh, we are the one of the programs featured there, and I will offer that to you. It's in our state magazine. If you go to our state or Tom Kearney in uh, in, in the Internet, you can find it. And it's uh, I like it because the lady, Miss Eubanks, who wrote it, she got it. She Sometimes people get it, and sometimes people don't get it. And she got it. And indeed, that, that article was used by a gentleman who uh, published uh, uh, an article in the online version of the News Observer about our demise this morning. And I can recommend it to you. It was a very, very nice article. And uh, it, it almost makes me feel like that there's something I have to try to live up to now. But I, that's your bibliography if you want to, uh, a little more information and if you're a good member of our radio family. So, uh, C-SPAN, uh, 1990, Tom Kearney, uh, our, our state magazine, uh, 2013, and this morning's edition, the online edition of the News and Observer. I don't know if it will ever appear in the, the print edition or not. If it did, it would certainly be uh, probably over the weekend or something like that. But we've been here a, a long time. And uh, I was thinking of saying when we... Uh, when we started out tonight, that for uh, a long time, 32 and a half years, when you came out of the mall or choir practice or whatever and got in your car between 9 and 10 at night and turned it on to WPTF, you would hear the Tom Kearney show, and, and it was something you could count on, uh, like the sun coming up and some things like that. Well, uh, uh, tonight will be the last night that that will happen, but I hope it will be a, a good memory. And I hope we will add one more day to that tonight. We're going to talk about some of the people who have spent time with us, uh, visiting with us, and being good guests. About 50% of our guests over time were people who were on a kind of a rotating schedule. That is, they'd appear once a month, once every six weeks, or two or three times a year, or whatever. Uh, Dr. Walden appeared once a month for uh, the the entire run. He was on last Monday was the, was the last time he was on. So this week uh, he made his appearance uh, for the month of July. And by the way, he has retired uh, and become a professor emeritus, although he's going to continue to speak about economics at NC State. So we're, we're outliving each other now. And uh, But among the other people that we mentioned last night were Rand Coble, who was on the first Tuesday of every month between 1998 and, and 2014, and he he retired from his job and uh, uh, and uh, went about writing books. And we hope to see his volume that he's been working on. He was former uh, the working with uh, a, a foundation that dealt with uh, evaluating politics on a nonpartisan basis. But we, we talked about some of those people last night, and we're going to try to add to that number tonight people that we didn't get to last night. One of the people uh, that we didn't get to last night was a gentleman named Mike James, who is a, a pharmacy proprietor and a pharmacist himself and a person who takes an interest in, in public uh, uh, deeds and so on and legislation and 
that sort of thing. Mike uh, uh, wrote me a letter back in 2005 and, and acquainted me with the changes that were going to be taking place with regard to uh, Medicare Part D. It was to be a completely new and extremely confusing thing, and he volunteered. He was at that time the proprietor of Person Street Pharmacy, where I did my pharmaceutical trading, as I still do, uh, and he uh, volunteered to come on and help us understand about Medicare Part D, and he's continued to do that uh, for a couple of times every year since then, and occasionally appeared, as he did recently, to talk about old-time remedies and old-time medicines, and we're going to miss him. Uh, A person that we did not mention last night was Barry Porter, who started coming to visit with us uh, about 2008. I think uh, that year there was an earthquake in Haiti where they're having a lot of political unrest now, and... uh, Barry Porter is the executive director of the Red Cross in the eastern half of North Carolina. I think he has maybe like 58 counties or something, but most of everything east of uh, the area where we are now. Uh, And uh, the Red Cross, of course, is extremely active, particularly during bad weather seasons like hurricane seasons. Or if your house burns down in the middle of the night, you will always be thankful for them. And he has been a great guest, and he's a friend that... uh, if we lose him, and I hope we don't lose him, we will miss. So Barry Porter of the uh, Raleigh and Eastern North Carolina chapters of the American Red Cross. We did Davis Gatton started appearing with us uh, oh, about uh, 2005. She is a pharmacist, a practicing pharmacist, uh, and also a pharmaceutical educator. And uh, we, we talked about uh, a lot of issues that had to do with medicines and uh, giving shots and things like that. We haven't had her on too much in the last couple of years because there's been a lot of information about that sort of thing in in the, in the general public, and she's been busy doing other things. But she is one of the people who's been a regular guest, as I say, since about 2005, and that's about 16 years. And that's unusual, not unusual for the many of the guests that we have. Those are some of the people that we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to have the the usual break schedule, and so we're going to take one now, and we're going to come back. As I said, we may be able to take a couple of three calls tonight. We do not want to talk about the decision to retire or not retire, uh, but we might want to talk about uh, whether you enjoyed the programs and if you got anything from them and if there was any particular guest that you especially enjoyed. And we're going to talk about some more of those regulars that we haven't talked about last night or early tonight right after this. WPTF, where the time is 9.19, and we are having a, uh, a night of uh, recognition of the fact that uh, a long-term radio program is coming to an end tonight. Uh, Tom Kearney, your host here, is in the position of retiring, and I wanted to recognize a lot of the people that have been our guests over the years, so I've got a whole list of people, and I think we'll try to take one call per quarter hour and, and not extend it very long, but a very special friend of ours and one of my mentors is on the phone. Richard, are you there? Mind the gap. Mind. Yep, that's him. That's our, that's our secret code. <laughs> if this gentleman's <laughs> voice sounds familiar to you, ladies and gentlemen, he is the afternoon man and the, I believe it's program director at WCPE. Well, no, but... I'm operations manager now. A little bit of a change, but uh, I've been in the business since 1956. And I've been at WPTF between 1976 and 1998. So uh, 
I'm, I'm still in the business. It's about time for me to retire, too, but I just wanted to wish you congratulations on your retirement and let you know that our friendship continues forever. Oh, I know it does. Richard is uh, 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 a special friend, and uh, he uh, uh, is kind of the uh, uh, daddy to former WPTF employees, the alumni. If, if there's going to be an organize, organized get-together to to recall some memories of staff members over the years, Dick is going to be in charge of it. And, and I particularly wanted him because when I came to WPTF, there were a lot of things that he taught me, and he, he sometimes made me feel good about what things that I was learning at, at a kind of an advanced age. And he also, uh, having been through some health problems, coached me through my, my angioplasty back in 1991. It's always good to have somebody who's been down that road. But, Dick, I did particularly want you to know, and that's why I sent you an email tonight. Uh, I heard from Brian McIntyre last night, by the way. And You and I are just going to have to get together and somewhere and have a cup of coffee or talk on the phone or something, okay? Excellent. Uh, just want to wish you congratulations and have a great retirement, sir. Okay, well, like you said, I, our friendship does not end here, or indeed any place this side of, I guess, a religious person would just would say this side of the river, so to speak. And, uh, and Excellent. Mind okay. the gap, and nice to see you. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to tell the listeners what that has to do with. <laughs> uh, I, I may, in fact, but mind the gap. You and I went to England I, for the first time, I think, about the same time, and if you travel on the tube in London that you hear it continuously because they don't want you to fall in through the gap and fall under one of the trains. And so um, whenever I send my contribution into WCPE every year, I don't sign my name. I just sign Mind the Gap and, and Stork. Knows, uh, I know it well. Okay, thank you, Richard. Thank you for your support. Bye. Take care. Okay. Dick Stork, a longtime member of the staff of WPTF. He was production director when I started working at WPTF. He used to do a, a program in the day called the Record Vault, which was a kind of a measurement of uh, what had been on the charts during certain years. And like I said, he's been in radio since he was about 12 years old and uh, graduate of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, as a matter of fact. And, but anyway, uh, it's good to be able to talk to him. We were talking about some of the names of people who had uh, had been guests on our show and had been repeated guests and so on. I do want to remark that the oldest guest, that is the longest running, going back as far, uh, the the Tom Kearney Show is is a lineal radio descendant of a program called The Open Line with Bart Redner that began about 1968. And somewhere in the 1970s, Mr. Redner invited uh, Doug Maddox, who was a local, who is, uh, he's about retired now, uh, but a uh, coin and stamp dealer is still in business on Oberlin Road. In fact, he's passed his business on to his son. So we're in multi-generational guests now because uh, Doug visits us occasionally, has visited us occasionally, and Austin has done, has done that as well, his son, who used to come out here to the station with him when he was in his teen years to look at the rock and roll DJs. But uh, Doug Maddox and Austin Maddox uh, are, get a tip of our hat. I think we mentioned George Brody last night, but we can't overdo it with George. George was our first movie trivia person, and he provided the movie trivia questions from about 1989 until about 2013 when he passed away. And at that time, my brother, Stephen Kearney, who was joined us in 1990 to do our Friday night uh, 
TV trivia took over the movie trivia as well. And I've always thought it was funny that so many people told me that the shows they enjoyed best were the ones when you and your brother were on. He didn't believe that, but it, but that is, in fact, true. So Stephen Kearney gets a tip of the hat, too. We mentioned Gil Whitehurst last night, who entered a trivia question one night, and I found out he knew a lot about cars and muscle cars, so we invited him to, to do the trivia on those, and we did some very popular programs with Gil. Ken Howard, the head of the North Carolina Museum of History, would visit us three or four times a year to tell us what was happening at the Museum of the History, and he was the man in charge there, so we knew we were getting the truth. Uh, other people, Weta Davis, I think we mentioned Weta Davis uh, earlier before, Mike James, Barry Porter. Uh, in terms of the weather, on Wednesday night of this week, Nick Petro, who had just made his the anniversary visit for 10 years of being our visitor from the National Weather Service, from the official National Weather Service. Before that, uh, 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 Jeff Orrock was, was his predecessor. And even before that, well back as early as the early 90s, 1990s, Rod Gonski became our visitor from the National Weather Service. And when he retired, oh, about 2007 or 2008, we we found his offerings worthwhile to present to our listeners. So he stayed with us and continued to visit us along with the other weathermen. And he was, in fact, on a week ago last night. That is Thursday night of last week. So we've continued to have good friendships and good service from a lot of our guests. We... Uh, we, that takes care of the weather guys who have visited with us. Last night we mentioned, and tonight too, Robin Dorf was one of our first guests. He was a political scientist. A great interview uh, to have on, and uh, that was at the point where we were doing some uh, participation in evaluating politics, which became uh, predominant on other parts of the, the station. So we, uh, and you will learn this from the article in the News Observer, we decided to, to try to go a different direction, but I also want to tip my hat to Dr. Stephen Green in the political science department, who took Dr. Dorff's place when Dr. Dorff left to go to to uh, different fields. One of our most reliable persons, uh, he has been with us once a month since 2006, enumerating the people who have passed away, uh, who have died, uh, the role of uh, the necrology, which according to the Greeks was a list of those people who have died, famous people, usually celebrities, sports figures, whatever, but deserve to be remembered, and sometimes they slip away. Last year, for instance, Bob Gibson died, the former Cardinals pitcher, and I was always a big fan of his, but I did not know that until Ed Funkhauser, former professor of communications at uh, NC State uh, and former voice uh, of the Wolfpack at Carter-Finley Stadium, told us on the air, Ed Funkhauser, and a mutual friend of Ed and myself, and a gentleman who I taught with many years ago, Dr. James Clark, uh, who was on with us about a month ago, and we talked about a book that he had written about his hometown and the effort to reclaim it for those people who called it their hometown, uh, a little place called Vaughn up on the uh, North Carolina 1, I think North Carolina 158 near the North Carolina Virginia border, but Dr. Clark has appeared a number of times talking about scholarly figures like Walt Whitman and Henry David Thoreau and and uh, Mark Twain and the like. And so he's he's helped us educate. Uh, I mentioned Greg Prokopovich Prokopovich last week, last night rather, uh, 
it's not Greg, it's Jerry. I'm having trouble reading my own handwriting, is what it amounts to. Jerry is a professor of history at ECU and helped us uh, celebrate the, every year or on February 9th or thereabouts the birthday of Abraham Lincoln. We mentioned David Zonderman and William Kemmler of the History Department at NC State University. Uh, one history professor that we haven't mentioned is Dr. James Crisp, who uh, came to my house uh, day before yesterday and brought a, brought a new book, a book that he'd been working on 28 years that had just been published, and he was kind enough to uh, autograph it for me. It's always good when you when you are a writer of, of uh, scholarly books that when your magnum opus comes out that you can get it out so people can see it, and it is a, a kind of a biographical, historical account of the life of Herman Ehrenberg. You're going to have to investigate that to find out about it. But that's Dr. James Crisp, a Professor Emeritus of History at NC State University. We mentioned Gary Walton, who had been a professor of English at Meredith and who was a, a visitor every year uh, when uh, we came to the birthday of William Shakespeare, which is April 23rd. Gary taught uh, Shakespeare at, at uh, Meredith and was dean of the, the School of Humanities for a long time. He is retired now and and moved to Virginia. I think there's a Shakespeare festival in Stanton, Virginia, every year. And I'm imagining, he didn't tell me this, that he wanted to be close to that. He is a graduate of the University of Virginia. Dr. Stephen Reynolds, a physics professor who helped us understand why they changed the status of Pluto and other things about astronomical things. Uh, he's a physics professor at North Carolina State University. We'll have more names and more people to recognize after we pause on WPTF to check the half-hour news. Nine thirty-four at WPTF. After the half-hour news is the point we usually promo what's coming up. But uh, tonight is our final show. We are, we are retiring. Yours truly, Tom Kearney, and the show. But uh, I thought it would be a good way to go out would be to have a tip of the hat to those people who had been really good guests and dependable guests over the years and uh, maybe a few good callers. And one of our very, very special people is on the line with us. And George Ann, how are things in the mountains? Uh, things are cool, Tom. It's good to be up here. And you're doing a great job honoring all these people who have been on your show. But I just want to say, Thank you for what you've done for writers, for booksellers, for people on the roads of North Carolina at night who need some company. You've done a wonderful thing all these years, and I'm so appreciative. I was looking forward to, yeah, I think you have a new book either out or about to come out uh, to talking to you about that, but it looks like I won't have the chance, but we can at least point it out to, to the folks to, to look for a book by Georgia and Eubanks. And I want to tell you that the article that you wrote uh, that was in the Our State magazine was particularly meaningful to me. Uh, it may, it pepped me up, and uh, also uh, it. it uh, the thing I clearly got it. You know, you know that's an expression that that uh, it's kind of hard to break down when somebody knows what you're up to, but and what you want to accomplish. But if you, if somebody knows has knows that you've got it, then that, that's a good thing. The other thing is I I want to thank you and your compatriot, uh, Donna Campbell, for involving me in the, the Malpas Brothers. Uh, oh, uh, yes. You did such a good job narrating that documentary. And uh, I, and so we have your voice there. But, you know, I know what it takes to be on the radio every night 
and to do your homework, it's a big job. And, of course, people tune in when they have a free moment or they're driving down the road, but you're there. You have been there every night for so long, and that is an amazing record. Well, if you were to rewrite that article, and I'm not suggesting that you should, but uh, the way I think you should, I, I, I'm, I sound like I'm full of myself, and I hope I don't come across that way. I would say, Never. you know, for the last 32 years, when you came, I, I said it at the beginning of the program, as a matter of fact, when you came out of choir practice or the mall or wherever, you could count on one thing, and, and that is, uh, like the sun coming up, that the Tom Kearney show was going to be on WPTF, and, right. and, and, and I've been very glad about that. But I hope that... Well, uh, that you and I Congratulations. And Ms. Yes, I hope you and I and Miss Donna and Mrs. Kearney can sup sometime soon somewhere. Yes, yeah, uh, we should. And, uh, Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for calling, Jordan, and thank you for well, everything. Thank you for everything, Tom, and I hope others will appreciate uh, what you've done. It's really quite an accomplishment, and now you can rest a little bit in the evening. So I think that's a well, great idea. I can get I get to I get to read now is what I do. Yeah, and you know something I've discovered is I like to watch things on YouTube where authors. I've been watching Richard Powers, the guy that wrote the uh-huh. Understudy or Undercover or whatever. They you know they they put the things on where they give talks at like uh, bookstores and like right. Quill, and you can learn almost as much about the book there. It's not the same thing as reading it, but. Uh, you, when your eyes are tired, you can just lay back and listen to them talk about it and, and learn a lot of different things in another way. But I, right. I, I'll, I'll say one more thing, and then I'll let you go. When I was telling somebody about you asking me if I would do the narration and I, for the, the Malpas Brothers thing, and I said to you that I'm not really very good at that, and I think you or, your, or Donna said, well, what we need is somebody to talk about the Malpas Brothers. This sounds like they're from Goldsboro. And I said, well, I can handle that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but, you, you can. Yeah, but thank you we'll so much. We'll see you soon, Tom, and uh, take care, and thank you again for all you've done. Okay, stay in touch, okay? Okay, we will do. We'll do. Ms. Bye-bye. Ms. Georgianne Eubanks, who is a, a writer and a promoter of writing in North Carolina and uh, Well, the list of things is one that I don't have in front of me, and I don't want to make mistakes, but uh, she has written about writing in North Carolina and has worked to encourage writers in North Carolina and is known for that. And uh, and she and uh, her uh, uh, partner in business uh, uh, produced a program on the Malthus Brothers, a uh, pair from uh, my hometown of Goldsboro who sing really kind of old-timey country music, music from the age of Fair and Young and, uh, and uh, uh, Marty Robbins and people like that. And so uh, I commend you finding out about them. You can find them on YouTube if you want to. Okay, Georgianne, thank you for giving us a call. Um, our producer tonight is Jason. And Jason, if, if Lou is still there, I think we'll see if we can talk to him now And before we go to another break. He is still here, Tom. Lou? Hey. Yeah, you're one of our special, very special listeners. I, I hope that is a compliment to you. I hope it, it is not an insult. You are still and always will be the man from across the tracks. But I, I'm, I'm on the wrong side. I'm proud of it. Wrong side. Well, the next, yeah, I've got to, I've got a whole yeah. collection of postcards and notes that you sent me. And the next time you send me one, if you ever do, I want you to send me your email address if you have one. Okay. 
Okie doke. And I just want to say, uh, Fisk, time to retire, right? Time Tom? to re- I even quoted that last night. That's an ad. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah. And little- also, I wanted to mention um, your necrology guy. I really enjoyed his segments. And the last one he did, I was amazed to hear that uh, one of the last uh, Mayberry alums, Arlene Galanka, had passed. Uh, she was the one, the blonde that Howard Sprague fell in love with, and they got on a train to go get married in New England, and by the time they got to New England, they hated each other's guts and called the whole thing off. But she was on a a Matlock movie in Wilmington in the 90s that I worked on, and she had not aged. I mean, she looked exactly the same. And I heard she passed. I thought, wow, the only ones left now are Betty Lynn, Thelma Lou. Betty Lynn, that's right. Uh, And also Charlene, you know, and uh, the uh, Darlings. Yeah, and Ronnie Howard, and that—that's it. That's the whole shooting match now. Uh, Ronnie Howard will probably live on forever. He's just uh, done it right, I think. Uh, at least that's one, my one, point one, the best compliment you ever gave me, Tom, was early on when we started conversing, and, and you said, "Lose from Eastern North Carolina, we can talk," and and we did have that connection that. It can't be explained, it can't be described, but that Eastern North Carolina communion, that where we just understand, you know, everything from uh, barbecue to, uh, you know, the uh, boiled potatoes and snap beans and just the whole nine yards, everything that Eastern North Carolina represents. Let me add one thing in, in touch what with. Well, along with what barbecue tastes like is the is the whole question of what going to the beach means, and and they're among those things in life that are not that you that you cannot explain. Uh, but it's kind of like mm-hmm. I was saying to to George Ann. There's certain things that you either get it or you don't. And uh, I think when I was talking to you, I had a feeling that you got it, and, uh, and yeah, I always we, felt that she got it too. So yeah, good old East Eastern North Carolina, down east, and that's that's where we're proud to be from, and. You know, sort of like underdogs, and, and look how much you've accomplished. And look, uh, you know, I actually got to be on As the World Turns. So, yeah, I mean, we, we made our marks out a little bit of eastern North Carolina. We didn't do as well as Ava Gardner, but uh, <laughs> not many did. <laughs> right. Well, don't be reading too much about Ava. It will, some of it will disappoint you, I think. But we'll just leave it at that. Okay. Uh, she was a pistol. All right. She was, that's well, what Tom, I was talking about. Happy trails to you, buddy. Parting is such sweet sorrow, as they say. Well, I hope we I'll can communicate. I hope we can communicate a little bit, okay? Because you you send me good stuff, and uh, well, I'm gonna send you another postcard to uh, Highwoods. That that's the address. You still gonna yeah. pick up some mail there? Yeah, thirty twelve Highwood. Yeah, yeah. John's okay. going to take care of that for me. And most John. of those were homemade postcards, including the guy from today, Dave I've, Garraway. I've got that one. I'm on top of a stack, about two feet from where I'm sitting. Dave Garraway is, uh, and I've been looking at it all day today. Yeah, I really have Please. saved them. My, my wife is not crazy about that, but I really have saved most most of the stuff that you've sent me. And, okay. Uh, well, I as Dave would you. say, peace. Peace. That's good. That's good. He knows his man. Thank you, Lou, from the other side of the tracks in uh, Rocky Mount. And if you're from Rocky Mount, you know what that means, and we'll leave it at that. 
Right now, it's about 9.44. We've got a few other names we want to recognize. We may be able to take one more call, but I want to make sure everybody gets covered because this is going to be, I guess, the last time we're going to be here. WPTF. Uh, just a few more minutes left in the life of the Tom Kearney Show. I've got three names here that I particularly want to recognize and one caller that I particularly want to have on. So going for the names, one of my colleagues at WPTF is one of my mentors, and I knew him before I started working at WPTF in 1982, and he has not been continuously employed. The only person longer than that than myself here is Mike Rayleigh, who goes back to 19. 19- 75. But Tony Rigsby has been an often a guest on the Tom Kearney Show, and, uh, and uh, I've always enjoyed talking about baseball, particularly minor league baseball with him. And uh, he and I have exchanged Christmas gifts every year for the last uh, 30-some years. I've got a lot of baseball caps, and he's got a lot of history books. But Tony Rigsby is, is uh, the person to talk to about sports, and uh, you know he's a pretty good newsman too. As a matter of fact, uh, one night uh, in uh, about 1990, maybe 1989, Chris Thompson, who was the weather guy at that time, and I were doing a program on shortwave broadcasting, and a guy called up, and he knew more about it than we did, so we invited him to join our, our group and be a co-host. His name was Woody Seymour, and he's from Sanford, North Carolina. And he was on last week, not the week we just ending, but last week. And we did a, another program about international broadcasting. And he has helped us out in lots of ways and been a good friend and listener. So Mr. Seymour uh, is a person who, to whom we should we should tip our hat. And I know I'm not supposed to have favorites, but certainly one of my favorite list, um, favorite uh, guests is Dr. Joe Cadell, who uh, teaches. Uh, Actually, at NC State and at the University of Chapel Hill, military history is one of his specialties, and I think he teaches that at Chapel Hill. Uh, he is a graduate of uh, the University of North Carolina, and the only nights that he would not respond to my entreaties to be a guest were the nights on which the Tar Heels were playing basketball. He were not going to miss that. And he first appeared with us on December seventh, 1991, which means he has been uh, a guest uh well, coming up this fall, it would have been 30 years that he would have been a guest. He appeared three or four times on days like uh, D-Day's celebration and those times when we would celebrate uh, celebrate uh, military things. He would probably be, be on my schedule for August 6th and August 9th because those are the days on which uh, the bombs were dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Uh, he usually appeared at those times, too. And June 28th, the year, the, the time that the Archduke Franz Ferdinand was assassinated in Sarajevo. But uh, Joe Cadell has been one of our most reliable guests. And the greatest thing about it was we never rehearsed it. We rarely talked about what we were going to talk about. He knows his history well enough that all I had to do was throw the ball out there and he hit it. So Dr. Cadell te- is still teaching at NC State and at Chapel Hill, and I have yet to hear a student complain. And, in fact, our guest last Monday night, Ernie Dollar, is one of his mentees, with Dr. Cadell being the mentor. And we will say right now it's 9.51 and a half, and those are the three that I wanted to cover. I hope I, I have certainly have not gotten everybody. I would have missed somebody, but they know that I have them in my radio heart somewhere, and I'm thinking about them. Uh, the guest that... Uh, 
I hope is still waiting on the line, is one that uh, I was told by Jason that he was there, and I decided, well, we certainly were going to talk to him because he has been one of my favorite guests over the years. He's never gotten upset when I remind him of where he's from. Ron, is uh, are you still from Battle Creek, Michigan? That's right, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I really wanted you to be the last. He couldn't be any better because you've been a, a standby and a good listener. And I hope there's some way that you and I can continue to communicate. Uh, wow. Uh, well, I'll figure that out. Or well, we'll, if you'll send we'll me a note, I will send you my email. I don't want to put my email address out generally because that would right. not be smart. But, I, I uh, understand. <laughs> but, but my my special people, my my family, uh, you know, most of my friends that I have now are radio friends, and I don't yep. mind them having the address. But if you will uh, send, uh, if if you will. I'll put you on hold, and you can give your address. If you, if you have an email address, give it to sure. Jason, and uh, we can That'll communicate work. that way. Maybe we can have a cup of coffee and a piece oh, of Oh, I would love that. that. And I, I have always wondered why you waited so late in our career on the radio for you to tell me that at one time you had been a radio guy and a disc jockey, nevertheless, and so on. <laughs> I think I was afraid, too, that you might ask me for some tips or something. <laughs> I probably would have, because I'm still getting good tips from people. And uh, But anyway, I want to thank you for being there all those nights and that hope that things are... Uh, I could tell by the sound, and we don't need to talk about this, but the sound in your voice, sometimes things were not going as good as you'd like for them to go, if you don't mind my saying that. Oh, thank and I, you. Uh, and I hope you don't, but I, I hope we uh, gave you something to listen to and distract you along the way and maybe be informative and entertaining, too. But uh, Well, you sure have, and to make me either your last caller, wow, that's, you don't know what that means. Oh, oh it does. It uh, uh uh, well, I, I, but that's one thing the radio has always meant to me, and the story that was that uh, George Ann, the lady who was on earlier, wrote that was in the Our State magazine and in the, the online article that was in the News Observer this morning. My my uh, my birthday present on my sixth birthday was that I got to turn the radio on myself. My mother and I used to listen to, so and my grandmother used to listen to soap operas. I've always been a radio guy, and yeah. I knew I could get the Lone Ranger on the local station and on the Raleigh station or the New Orleans station. You get the drift of this. I've been a radio Oh, yeah, I get that, too. Yeah, I used to hang in there with Arthur Godfrey and Don McNeil's Breakfast Club and all of that. Oh, I love Don McNeil. Each in his own words, each in his own way. Let us bow our heads and pray. You remember that? Oh, yes. And and the the dance around the breakfast table. I, I I they I wish they still had shows like that and and monitor you know and things like that. Oh yeah, but but uh, yeah, I've and never we've seen the set for that. I visited New York once and I visited the studios of of the program. Yeah, well, I used to listen to it and because I loved the announcers on it and I loved uh, Bob and Ray were on it. Uh, that was a place that you you could mm-hmm. you could hear them. But I still love to listen to baseball games into the night, and I'd much rather listen to them on the radio than watch them on television. Uh, Oh, they were a lot of fun. Well, I got in there with with Ernie Harwell, and you know what that means. And so, oh yeah, yeah, I would listen to him a lot, and so on. But I've got to go now, Ron. But, well, uh, Tom, but uh, yeah. thank you so much for being here. It's just, you don't know what it's meant to to so many people. Well, I, I hope it's meant a lot. That's what what was intended, and I I wanted people to think. Well, at least when I get out to the car, I can listen to to to. 
Tom while I'm driving home tonight. And uh, I don't I don't mean to be full of myself, but I hope we we always tried to provide something that would be uh, uplifting and uh, pleasant and uh, and and so on. So we'll we'll leave it right there. Well, all right. You okay. certainly have done all of that, and okay. I just, and I'll say I'll say thank you for everything. Thank you, Ron. Let us hear from yeah. you. Okay. All right. Bye. Okay. Put him on hold, Jason, and see if you can get a an email address from him. One thing that I just remembered, and we've got uh, uh, just about a minute uh, before we have to to exit here and and in and retire, as Lou said, uh, like the fifth tire commercial, the little boy with the tire over his shoulder and the and the candle who's about to retire. Back about nineteen, well, it was before nineteen ninety one. I uh, got to fussing with a policeman who gave me a ticket on the air. And uh, 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 a caller called up and said, Tom, the reason I listen to your program is that you have a positive attitude. And that sounds, uh, the fussing with the, the policeman and, and the fact that he gave you a ticket uh, and so on doesn't really sound like you. I don't listen to your the program to be negative because you most of the time have always presented a, an uplifting and positive program. And that was a lesson to me. And we've I've tried to do that. It hasn't always been the case, but I think it's been mostly the case. And I hope it, that has come across, and it seems that it has. And so, uh, but uh, you can uh, address something uh, to, I guess the mail will work at 3012 Highwoods Boulevard. That's WPTF. And uh, if you'll give me an address, if I can get back to you, particularly an email address, I will do that. And, uh, and particularly the members of our radio family. And uh, having said that, uh, I'm going to look at the clock. There he is, Jim Croce. We always expect him. So this is the last time that he's going to be our signature. And we'll, uh, I guess, talk to you somewhere along the road. You can keep the dime.